Okay, Parshas Bereshis, Tavshin Pei Beis, as we get into a new year, a new cycle. 14 years ago, actually this is the 14th cycle, so 13 years ago we started Parshas Lach Lecha, but the really Bereshis uh, is the start, and we don't always get to have a sheer Parshas Bereshis, depending on the, the week when Shpini uh, Yatzeris is, but this year, Baruch Hashem, we have one uh, here in Eretz Yisrael, Motzah Yisruchag, which Beth Hashem, our Chaverim and Chutzlaris, will be able to listen to um, after. And we'll start off with... A couple of thoughts on the first Pasuk. A couple of thoughts on the first Pasuk. Where it all starts. Bereshis bara elokim es ha-shamayim ve-es Bereshis. How do you translate that? In the beginning, Hashem created shamayim ve-aretz. Every word is darshan by Chazal in the Torah, for sure, in the first Pasuk. Bereshis, bishvil reshis, what's called reshis, Torah is called reshis, bikurim is called reshis, bara elokim, what's the difference between bara and yatsar, elokim, why is it elokim and not yudke vavke, every word, every word is darshan s, what do you learn from the word s, that was Nashimun Hamsuni's, uh, you know, job, avoda, s hashemayim vesaris, okay, so let's do some of the Rashis, starting with the first one, the very famous Rashi, Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, says Rabbi Yitzchak, in the Medrash, some say that Rashi Dafka wanted to quote uh, Atana that uh, had the same name as his father, Kibbut Avaim. But Amar Yitzchak, Lo or even before I start, just to remember the comment that Rabbeinu Tam once said, Rabbeinu Tam, Rashi's grandson. I could fathom how my grandfather wrote his commentary al 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 shas. I could fathom that. We can't because we try to learn Gemara without Rashi, like we learn Yerushalmi. It's very challenging because we don't have Rashi. Rabbeinu Tam says, but I could fathom how he wrote his commentary on Shas. I can't fathom how he wrote his commentary on the Torah. So we wouldn't have said that. We would have thought, okay, you pick and choose some Midrashim, but, you know, the hundreds, the hundreds of Svarim that have been written to explain and expand on Rashi, what's bothering Rashi, what's Rashi adding, every single word, you know, <laughs> why does Rashi uh, have this Dibra Amaschil, every detail. So, Baruch Hashem, we start off, as we should, with Rashi, because as the Ramban called him, he's the Bechor. Lo mishpata Bechora. As the Ramban writes in the Hakdama to Torah. So here we go. Amar Yitzchak. Lo hayitzorach lahazchil ela esa Torah ela meachodesh hazelachem. The Torah should have started off with achodesh hazelachem. Shehi mitzvah rishona should establish Yisrael. That's the first mitzvah. After all, what does the word Torah mean? Torah means lo haros, to teach. And to teach us, that's the mitzvahs. Isn't the Torah a book of mitzvahs? 613, Taryag. That's what the goal of, of Torah is. So why do we have to wait such a long time to get to the first mitzvah given to Am Yisrael? Okay, we have three in Sefer Bracious, according to most Monia mitzvahs, scattered. You know, one in uh, Lech Lecha and uh, Vayishlach, we get one, but uh, Vayera. But what is, the, <laughs> what is the message that it takes so long? Ella says the Gemara, says Rashi, Matam Pasach Bebreshis. Why do we start off with Bebreshis? Mishum. The Pasach in Tehillim says, Koach Masaf, Yigid Lahamol, Laseslam Nachlas Goyim. Hashem wanted to make sure everyone knew the following. Shim Yomru Umos Haolam Li Yisrael. If ever any other nation says to Am Yisrael, List him atem, you are bandits, you are robbers. Shekivashtem Arzol Shiva Goyim. You, you do a seven nations living year. You threw them out. This isn't your land. You're Ganavim. And Mori, the original history is not you, Jews. Heim Omrim Lahem. We could say to those people who complain, Kol Baruch But who had it before the seven nations? HaKadosh Baruch created the world. He gave it to the seven nations, and now he chose to give it to us. 
He created it, gave it to them, and now he gives it to us. Fine. So this Rashi answers, but it also leaves open many other questions. One question that we won't deal with, that we've dealt with in the past, and that is, this explains Perak Aleph. Maybe Perak Beis. What about the other 48 Prakim in Bracious? Right? What does that have to do with Koach Masaf Yigid Amo? Right? What about Shmos and Va'era and Bo? Right? So there's many, many 60 Prakim after Maisa Bracious. So that's a question that we're not going to deal with. But we're going to deal with differently. If you look at the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Fried, uh, mentions, how did the answer answer the question anyway? What was the question? The question was, the Torah should start off with mitzvot. So what's the answer? To tell them that Eretz Yisrael was Hashem's and he gave it to us. But this question is still there. Why didn't the Torah start off with mitzvot? This is more important than mitzvot? This message has to precede so ask the Yam Simcha, quoting the Rashi, Ulachara line 10, Suruchim Lahavin, Ashak Lavatarya. What's the flow of the Rashi? Takush Yahaisa, the Tachlis Abriyai Bishal Torah Mitzvahs. Biracious, Bishvil Racious, Bishal Torah Shinikra Racious. Torah is called Racious, Bishal Yisrael Shinikra Racious. Right? The goal of the world is the Amisrael to keep the Torah and to be an Orla Goyim and to, uh, uplift the world and inspire the world. That's what we're chosen. So it's a, it's a privilege, but it's also a responsibility. That we have to do what we can to uplift the world. So, if that's the goal, and we do that through keeping the Torah properly, so then how did the answer answer the question? It's a beautiful message. Eretz Yisrael is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we could have a achiz in it. The Torah could have given this message somewhere else. Tell us the mitzvahs and somewhere later on in the Torah. Tell us, you know what, Eretz Yisrael belongs to, the, belongs to Hashem and he gives it to the Jews. Why do we need that here? Why is that before the mitzvahs? The question wasn't answered. What's the message? So he quotes, I don't know if we've ever quoted this, maybe we did, I don't remember. One line in the Rambam's Pirish Mishnai at the end of Brachas. The Rambam says, in the end of Mishnai's Brachas, an amazing line for the Rambam. Remember who's talking. Says the Rambam. He quotes it on line 23. It is precious to me. What do I like teaching most? If you would have asked the Rambam. So I probably would have said Taros. Why? Because the Rambam's Pirish Mishnayis on Taros is the longest. Not just because Taros is the longest. He has the longest introduction. He wrote that over many, many times because they say it was very... He was there. He was... He was in Seder Taras. That's what I would have said, maybe. So maybe that was most of his exciting halachic discussions. Maybe because he knew it wasn't Lamaisas, he wanted to discuss it more. I don't know. But the Rambam himself gives us the answer. We don't have to wonder what the Rambam says. This is his, most, his favorite topic to talk about. Yakar be'enai lelamed ikar me'ikare hadas v'ha'emuna. Yoser mikala sh'alamdehu. Ikare ha'emuna. Basic tenets of Yadus. Making sure people know who Hashem is. Right, the Rambam follows Avram Avinu. Right, spreading monotheism, spreading elokus, spreading the, the belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Yud Gimli Karim that the Rambam uh, comes up with. It says the Rambam, Yakar Be'enai, Lulamit Ikrami Kariyadas. Why? Why? Why is that? Because that's step one. That's step one. 
Right? The, the mitzvah doesn't make sense without a mitzvah. Right? You have to have a mitzvah before you have a mitzvah. So the Rambam loved talking about the mitzvah. And that was a gateway. That was a Pesach to then talk about mitzvos. Mivur midvarav, the yoser nachutz v'chashuv, lios mamin, kodem sh'yil matorav v'mitzvos, kihu mi'ikari adas. To be a mamin, to believe. Step one. And that's what Rashi is telling us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Ikariya Amuna. That's step one. That's the gateway. That's the Pesach. Ultimately, the goal, yes. The goal is HaKadosh Zelachem. Aval Mikodim Srichin Leida Ikariya Das Vahohu Amuna. We have to believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem has to introduce himself. And Hashem not only has to introduce himself and say, I'm up here, I created the world. He has to show that he's a mashkiach. And he's involved. And that's the whole story. This answer is, this goes from individuals to shvatim, to family, to nationhood, to taking us out of Mitzrayim. It was all introducing HaKadosh Baruch Hu to us. Zeicher Lesias Mitzrayim, the most miraculous time period, as the Ramban, the Ramban points out in Parsha's bow. Much the first of the Yud Gimel. Hashem created and He's involved and He's in charge. So again, some some verts, some pirushim on this Rashi focus on the Eretz Yisrael element. This is focusing on the more general element. Hashem is in charge. Hashem is in charge of the world. He's the Balabais. Hashem's the Balabais. Right? Shabbos Laman Aleph. What's the first question that we're going to be asked that we're going to have to stand? Nasatav and Atata Be'amuna, as many of the Mepharshim explain, the Bali Musar. Were you osik in your, not just were you honest in business, that's the Pashup shot, but Nasatav and Atata, did you discuss, did you analyze Be'amuna? Did you think about, did you focus on your Amuna? That's the first question. The second question is Kavati Itim Torah. Right, Chabukum and the Gemara, the last daf in Makos. We went, we go from six thirteen, and David Melech makes it fifteen, and then we go down to um, I forgot the exact number, three to one. What's the one? Chabakuk, Sadik beemunaso yichya. Right, that's the top of the left column. That's that's the esod of it all. That's the esod of it all. That it is the um, stepping stone to mitzvos. So you can't just start the Torah with mitzvos because we have to know where it comes from. And that's the Rambam. Yakar be'enai. And that's Sefer Bracious. And that is um, the background to all the mitzvahs. So then he quotes the Rambam Lashitaso, the end of uh, Sanhedrin. As we know, the Rambam in Chelek. V'yesod shlosha asar. Mevur mitvarv dekhal ha-mitzvah shim over alem chas v'shalom. Megam shu rasha v'hu b'chal Yisrael. If we all do averis, we all do averis, but it's, we're still Jews. But if we have problems, we have kilkulim in our emuna and avodah zara, right? Not uh, not the not knowing who Hakadosh uh, Baruch uh, So that's that's a problem. That's a problem. And then he quotes maybe that even connects the beginning of the Torah to the end of the Torah. As awesome a farshim wonder. Le'ene kol Yisrael bereishes bar alokim. Le'ene kol Yisrael Hakadosh Baruch um, allows, so to speak. The end of the Torah, the last passage in the Torah, is about Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, Rashi quotes the, all the um, messages 
that uh, and the amazing events that Moshe Rabbeinu did, as we know, Le'enikol, you saw the last one, he broke the Luchos, but the whole Pasuk is all about the amazing feats that HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped Moshe Rabbeinu do. But really, it was HaKadosh Baruch Hu behind it. All of those to bring Emunah into the world. Barashas Baralukim. Right, that's a lead-in. Because the last few phrases in the Torah are all about the amazing events that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did during that time period, Al Yidei Moshe Rabbeinu, and we recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really uh, behind it. I think we mentioned in the, in the Shabbos Shuvah Drasha, the thought of the Sfas Emes. Sfas Emes says, I think it's in Parshish Kedoshim. It says, um, Mora, we have to have Mora of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to have Mora of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's a Shem Lekech HaTira. And we also have to have Mora of our parents. Ishi Mova Tira'u. One of the halachas in Shulchan Arach, in Ishi Mova Tira'u, is not to sit in my father's seat. I'm not allowed to sit. My father has a makam kavua. I'm not allowed to sit in his seat. So the Sfas Emes says, don't sit in God's seat. Don't sit in God's seat. That's also part of Mora. Mora Hashem. If he's driving, don't say he should make a right when he thinks he should make a left. Right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in his seat. He's the Balabayas. Right? Don't try to sit in his seat. Recognize that he's, he's, he's driving. He, he has ways on. And he knows exactly you know, how to take us where we need to go. But that's part of the first Rashi, and that's the part of the first, the first part of the Torah, and that's why he ends off his Chalat Torah Bereishis Bar Lokim Bereishis B'Shul Yisrael Shenik Bereishis Tachlas Abriya, and we have to be Ma'aminim, and that is what we have to uh, focus on. Okay, that gets us started into this new round, and now we continue again a couple of thoughts on the first pasuk of the parsha, and we go to an Abarbanel, the Abarbanel in source number two discusses Yesodos that we learn out from the first Pasuk. Right, this is from Rav Lopiansky's uh, Sefer collection of the Rishonim, but it's the Abarbanel on our Pasuk. has nice print. Bereshus Bar Lokim says the Abarbanel, there are three Yesodos HaEmuna that the Torah has to tell us at the beginning of the Torah. Because there are three Yesodos that not everybody agrees to. We don't fully understand it, but Hashem wants us. That's another question that they ask on that Rashi. You know what? We're going to open up. They're going to say, oh, it's not yours. So we're going to open up a, a chomesh and say, no, no, no. You see, it's ours. So, oh, okay, you're right. No, it's for us. It's not for them. So this pasuk also. Not that everybody's going to read it and get the message, but we have to know what the message is for us. Bereshis bara elokim asashvayim vesaretz. So here we go. Says the Abarbanel. Rod salomar. Im hareshis ve'im ha'aschala shalahem shehu chomram. At the beginning, Hashem created everything. Nobody was before Him. Nothing was before Him. He created time. We can't understand that. Maybe a little bit we could understand. Because if you're watching a video of something... Before you start it, you're kind of before time. And then you press time and it goes and it ends. So you're outs- we're outside of time when we watch something. We watch something that happened yesterday. How do we watch it? It happened yesterday. But, but we're outside of time. The, the time is in the video. So, and, and it goes. We know how, exactly how long it's going to be. Right Nowadays, you don't have to know how long the rabbi is going to talk for. You just look at the bottom, right? 51 minutes and, and 42 seconds. Not one second more. They know exactly how long he's going to go for. Shabbos is a problem. But anyway, <laughs> says the Abarbanel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created time. 
he's outside of time. Right? That's how the Rambam answers the question about how does God know him. We saw Abba Chira Chavshis. But says the Abarbanel. Let's see where Kiata, line six. Or um or line four. Hinicha Bapasakazesh Lo Shasharashim So Srim Bahorsim Shalosh Deos Biltiamitios Shahila Philosophim. This Pasik uproots three Yesodos that the philosophers, certain philosophers, heretical philosophers did not believe in. Number one, time was always there. There's no beginning of time. Time is time. How do you say there's a beginning of time? There was always time. What does that mean, there was always time? That's a, is it easier to say there was always time than to say that Hashem created time? I don't know, saying there was always time is also not explainable. Now, it's impossible to have any moment in time that didn't have a prior moment and didn't have a following moment. Right? There's no such thing. Now, every single second of the present had a past and has a future. But the Torah says it wasn't always that way. There was a time There was a time that Hashem created time. I guess there wasn't a time that Hashem created time. There was something that we can't, we don't, we don't have the words to, to describe it. There was a moment that had no past, says the Abarbanel. Beratius, that moment is called racious. We only call it a moment because we're looking back at it. But at that split moment, Hashem created time. That's Beratius Baralukim. Hashem created Beratius, right? At that Beratius, at that moment. At that moment, at that Beratius moment, Hashem created heaven and earth. It's the only moment in time that we could call racious. The beginning. Because there was no thing before it. It was the beginning. There's never anything after that that could be called the beginning because there was always something before it. So it was the beginning. Number one. So that's Beratius, Bara. Number two. Shorosh Hashaini. Philosophers believe that whatever is created requires a matter that it was created from. You can't create. We have a children's book at home that there was a grandfather that made his grandson a jacket, a blanket. A jacket, and then it became tattered, so it made him a, bl- a little blanket. Then it was became tattered even more. It made him a button, and then it got lost. And he goes back to his idea and says, "Please make me." He's like, "I can't make something from nothing. If I had something, I can't make something from nothing." Says the uh, Barbanel. That's what they believe. You can't make something from nothing. We can't make something from nothing, but he can make something from nothing. mugsham. <laughs> To say that there was something called yesh me'ayin, that's false. That's a lie. But the Torah tells us, Bara is yesh me'ayin. The Rabban talks about this. Yatsar is yesh me'yesh. 
Bara is something from nothing. Later on, after that first moment, everything in life then is only created from something prior. At the beginning, at that racious moment when Hashem created Zman, it was after complete nothingness. We call it nothingness, but really it wasn't even nothingness. It was... Again, we can't. Have, we don't have the words to explain it, right? Just like human beings can't explain what an angel is, right? And a dog can't explain what a human being is. It's just beyond their capabilities. So we can't explain everything or anything about God. But we know that that moment started yesh meyesh. Shuma sheyora lav lashem bria kefi hanachaso harishona eshal yonim v'atachton Hashem created everything. Kikulam nimsu benivru biyacholto amuchlat. Even after complete nothingness, Hashem created something. And in that way, um, afterwards created the world. Fine. Number three. So number one, Hashem created time. There was a moment that had no past. Number two, Hashem created from nothing. Number two. Number three, that's Bereshus and that's Bara. And now, says the Barber, now there's a third idea that has to do with the whole Pasuk. Hashem created something, but then that something created the next step, and the next step created the next step. And it was all, Hashem only did step one. And then step one created step two, and step three, and it continues. And it continues. He says, as the Rambam quotes in their name, right? He quotes the Rambam and the Mornevuchim. The Rambam lived a couple hundred years before the Abarbanel. Says the Abarbanel, no, no, no. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created everything personally, directly. And everything therein. Hashem was involved. Directly. Remember, Elohim is the God of nature. Elohim. wasn't a chain reaction. He created the Shemayim, which includes everything in the Shemayim. And he created the Aretz, which includes everything in the Aretz. All the different levels of creation, the physical world, and then the clouds, and then the uh, planets, and the sun, and going up to the to the uh, angelic areas. But Hashem did it all directly. It was what we would call klirishon. Wasn't klisheni. Wasn't klisheni. Everything was klirishon from Hakadosh Baruch Hu directly from him. So the Barbanel says, that's the Yisod that we learn now when we read the Pasuk. When we hear the Pasuk, Bereshis, Hashem created something with time. Bara, something from nothing. And he created it, Elohim, involved directly, Es HaShemayim, the Es HaRetz. Okay. One other thought on Pasuk Aleph. Again, it's not fair that Bereshis only gets one week. You know, if there was ever a split of Parshios, you know, Bereshis deserves to be split. My Sebracious, Kain and Hevel, 
the the chait uh, of etzadas. Uh, I mean, each of those could take weeks, but we have to work within the schedule that we have. Rashi at the end of pasuk aleph, bara elokim, v'lo amar bara Hashem. Rashi picks up, doesn't say yudke vavke. It says elokim. Why? It says Rashi. Shebatchila alav b'machshava liver osa b'midas hadin. Originally, Hashem's plan was kaviyachol to create the world with midas hadin. Elokim midas hadin. Uverosh, you know, all the miskayim, but he realized it's not going to last. Midas hadin, right? The world would have, you know, stopped existing after Adam, after Cain. The world did not start off on such a great foot. And if it was Midas Adin, it wouldn't have lasted at all. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a team. And that's why he added in Midas Arachamim, and that's why later on in the Parsha, Biyom Hayos Asos Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shamayim. Okay? Olaba Machshava. Says Rebel Chana Wasserman, they put together a couple years ago, Rebel Chana did not write something on Chumash that we have, uh, but all the... Uh, Torah that he has in all of his other farm, they put it together a la Torah. So there in the Kovach Shi'urim a la Torah, Rabbi Hanan says, a number of times we have Allah b'machshava in Chazal. Hashem Kaviyachal wanted to do something and he changed his mind. Allah b'machshava to create it with Midas Adin, but he knew it wouldn't work out so he added Midas Harachamim. Allah b'machshava to create man as two beings, but instead he decided to create us as one being. Allah Machshava to create the world in Tishrei, Lamaisa, he created it in Nisan. They have a number of times. Allah Machshava. What does that mean, really? Hashem didn't change his mind. What's the message of Allah Machshava? So explains Rabbi Khanan. Nireh, source three. Allah Machshava Kavanaso Shekain Ra'uila Labriya Lihibari Ulhiskayim Ilulohaisalol Adam Bahira. In a world without Bahira Khafshis. And human failings, this is an ideal. Allah Machshavah does not mean God changed his mind, is to teach us an ideal. Teach you an ideal, like if we would always choose correctly, then the Allah Machshavah would be able to continue and to exist. The problem is we don't. And Hashem created the world, allowing us to make mistakes and to fall. If we always chose correctly, which is impossible. If we would have created the world without Bechira. Ella should suffer Kadosh Baruch Hu. But Hashem saw. Shehan hagas ha'adam. Lefi Bechira so. Tigrom tzarech l'shinuyim. He saw that it wouldn't exist. Not that he changed. He knew. But the message is the ideal is. A. Midas hadin ultimately. But Hashem was mishatev. Midas harachimim. Because that's what is needed. Ubadomalazan, that's what Rashi says later on also. Rashi on the Pasak Vayarlokim Esha or Kitov. Ro Sheino Kidailush Tamish Bo Rashaim if Dilus Hadikim Lasalavo. There was a certain light that Hashem had to put away. So what what's the message? And he put it away? No. Khasvashom Lomashish can Indian Shahrata. Hashem oh made a mistake. No. But there's a there's an ideal of having that awesome heavenly shine for the world. If we would be able to succeed in all of our choices. But it's not. But that's the message of Allah Machshava. There's an ideal there. But then, in the footnotes on the bottom there, he quotes, so you turn the page, there's an Allah Machshava in a different context. Allah Machshava in a different context. He quotes, Ulam, 
He quotes this from the Kovitz Ma'amarim, Lavar Ma'amazeh B'Shem Ashla. Quotes Vitaima V'chulu. Where's the part that I wanted to read? He says, Ulotach Lozot Sorch Yizai God Amidat Hadin. V'chulu, let me just... Where's the uh, the line? He quotes Allah Machshava by uh, Rabbi Akiva. Right towards the end. He says, V'chol Zeh B'chol Adam. On line 9. Avo B'Rabbi Akiva V'chaveirav Efshar L'Yizai B'midas Hadin. Some Yechidei Skula in the world, it would be okay, Midas Hadin. They would survive. The world will continue. And that's why, remember that Gemara in Menachis, right, when Moshe Rabbeinu sees the end of Rabbi Akiva, don't ask me why Rabbi Akiva is not giving the Torah, don't ask me why this is his end, this is all of Machshava. Same Lashon is used by Rabbi Akiva. To live in that ideal state. But the world generally is not, and therefore... That's the Olav Machshava, but that's the message of that phrase in, in a Chazal. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. A passage that we've spoken about often, the end of Perak Bey's, much, uh, many Yeshev brachas have used this passage as well. The passage tells us that once Adam sees Isha and says, Ah, oh, she's the one. Zosapam, etzem me'atzamai, ubasar mipsari. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Lazosikari Isha, I'm going to call her Isha. Kime Ishlu Kachazos. Of course, she was taken from me. Rashi says, Nivra Ha'olam Balashana Kodesh. Alkain Yazavisha Zavivisimo, man shall leave his parents. Vidalak Bi Ishto. And his first loyalty will be his spouse, his wife. Vahayulabasar Echad. And there'll be one flesh. So we've quoted in the past Rashi, the Ramban, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky on this Pasik. And Rabbi Yaakov is, um, or the, the Ramban is the one that's usually more focused on, more exciting, so to speak. But let's let's delve into Rashi a little bit. After all, it's bracious. What's Basar Echad? So let's, let's remember the Machlokas. Havla Notzar Adeshneim. Rashi says Basar Echad means the child. That's the Basar Echad, that's the one flesh of the parents. They will be one flesh through the child. The Ramban on the Pasuk says, I didn't give it to you. The Ramban says, but what do you mean? Even animals mate. And even animals reproduce offspring... So that's Basar Echad, but this is something specifically human, it sounds like. So the Ramban says, no, Basar Echad means the relationship. It means the levels of connection that they, that a husband and a wife have, socially, psychologically, emotionally, so many different levels that they uh, support each other on. Barashi says the child. So obviously, Elu Ve'elu. But says Rev Salvechik in source number four, from the Mesoris Harav, and he connects it to Torah also. Says the Rav, the child, even according to Rashi, the child creates a bond between the parents like nothing else can. Which animals don't have? It's not just the physical child that's created by... The Vlad notes are, they shneim. Oh, they both created a baby. No, it doesn't end there. It's the connection of the parents due to the bringing of the child into the world. If the lover and the beloved are united, then two persons who are in love with a third are also united. The love between a husband and a wife is strengthened and deepened with the birth of a child. Again, I'll add, this doesn't mean that you know, a fa- the, the mother and father hat should never be the only hats that parents wear. They have to wear their husband and wife hat too. And they have to make time for a husband and wife hat. 
But I think what the Rav is trying to say is that the mother and father had strengthen the husband, should strengthen the husband and wife hat. Why? Because now the parents share a goal. And when you share a goal, that binds together. When there's a goal of being bringing up a family, b'derech Hashem, b'derech Torah, that connects. That should connect. Again, it creates more pressure and responsibility. But that's the goal. In fact, love in common is a stronger bond than thought in common. The link of hearts is stronger than the, that of minds. Says Rav Salvechik. Rashi explains that the one flesh, the unity, is realized by the creation of a child. The love of the couple changes into a more spiritual, exalted love through a shared creation, a common goal. Right? This ultimate love, <laughs> unqualified love of a child unites the parents, brings them closer to each other. Two people, father and mother, are welded together into one. All their concerns and aspirations concentrated on a new center, which becomes the emotional bonds linking both of them. The chulu. So when you share a love, besides the direct love that husband and wife have for each other, the shared love that they have for the child, in a certain deeper way, connects their love even more. And that's that's giving Rashi a little bit of uh, depth. But then he adds at the end, he relates it to whenever numerous people or a group of people love the same thing, that binds them. He doesn't say this, but I'll add this. Lahavdil, if 10 different people that don't know each other go to a sports game and they're all wearing the hat of that team, they feel an affinity. They feel like they don't have no idea. All they know is that we root for the same team. That binds them. That's on a superficial level. That's bind. But says the Rav, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves the Torah and Am Yisrael loves the Torah. And that binds us with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He looked into the Torah, created the world. That was the blueprint of the world. And therefore, that binds us with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, not only in a direct way, but in an indirect way. In this way, a bond is created between God and man, not only man who studies, but all those who love Torah and feel awed by her. So against the Rav, amazing shot of Rashi. And then extending it to our bond with HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the Eitz Hadas, which we don't always get to talk about. The Eitz Hadas. Question. So why is it called the Eitz Hadas Tovara? The tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge, Tovara, but it's interesting to call it that because Tov and Ra isn't really knowledge. Tov and Ra are subjective uh, evaluations of something. That's the Rambam's shot in Moranavuchim. What changed before they ate from the tree was Emes and Sheker. And then it became Tov and Ra. Right? Beforehand it was objective. And then it became subjective. I think we did that a number of years ago. But Lilimudi Nisan, Rav Nisan Alpert, here in source number five, discusses what's so bad about knowing more? Right? Isn't that what we're all about? To be Kona Wisdom, we daven every day. That's, that's what we want. We want wisdom. We want Chachma. So what's so bad? Hashem told us not to. So Deya. This is the Eitadas. So, so why was it so bad? Why was it so bad? So he quotes that there are two general approaches to the Eitadas. Why it's called the Eitz Hadas. 
Yesh bechachamenu zalshem afarshim shaperos etadas buachimu asadam. Some say that it had the fruit had no wisdom giving power. It was not called the etadas because of anything inherent in the tree. It was just called the etadas because God said, "Don't eat from that tree." He wanted them just to learn the concept of listening to God. Why can you eat? There's nothing special about this tree. Hashem picked this tree to pick one that you can't eat from. So you learn to listen to me. Why is it the eights? It's the eights. It's the tree that gives me the das that Hashem's in charge and I have to, li- have to listen to Him. So nothing about the tree specifically inherently gives me knowledge. It's just the fact that there is a command not to eat from the tree gives me the knowledge that I'm not in charge. That's number one. And when he violated the Acha Mipriya eights, and he ate from the tree and he brought death to the world. Now he knows it taught him the terrible punishment of sin. So it is, it's the Eitzadas, but it's the Eitzadas because it was just because, it's called Eitzadas externally. Because the Baruch who chose this tree. That's number one. So it was Nikra Eitzadas al Shem Sofo. Number one. But then he says, no, 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 maybe there's something inherent in the tree. Inherent in the tree. It's a tree that gives wisdom. It's the Eitz Hadas Tovara. It makes you smarter. So then we're back to the question. So what's so bad? What's so bad about a tree that gives wisdom? Shapir Shuinian Skuli Maknim Das Oklo. So then we're back to the question. So many answers given to this question. Let's see the fascinating one from the Limude Nisan. Why did Hashem say don't eat from the tree? Or say this way, why did he say eat from all the fruit of the tree? Right? This is pointed out by the Mepharshim. Hashem first said, eat from all the trees in the garden, just not this one. When Chava, when Isha told the snake, she just said, I can't eat from this tree. She did not focus on what she can do, just what she can't do. But for Hashem said, eat from all the trees, just not this one. So let's think. Adam, who was created by God, the angels served him. Right? The Goran Sanhedrin talks about he was huge. He went from one side of the earth to the other side of the earth. And he was wise and he was smart. He knew how to give the names to all of the animals. He was brilliant. He was unbelievable. So why did Hashem tell him, turning over, to eat from all the trees? What was the purpose of that? Says the Limude Nisan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was teaching Adam, Adam, you were created by me, and you have a lot of spirituality to do, but you know what you're going to be the first of? Mankind. And I need you to be a man. I need you to be Gashmi. I need you to be involved in the world. Eat from the trees. Just not this one. Hidafka, the emphasis. Mikolei Tzagan, Achol Tochel, that was the, a major part of the Tzivuy. 
Adam Arishim Bibriosum, I said, Rucham and Shwasa Kokaf Tavak Biotsro. Adam didn't want to eat from the trees. He was so spiritual. I just want to eat like, maybe he had like mun. I don't know. He wanted to just focus on what he was getting from Hashem. And Hashem said, No, you're man. Human. Sheyisgashem Ksas. It's a great word. I want you to become a little more magushim, a little more physical. I want you to become more connected to earth. I want you to be the first man who's on earth, who's human, and has Bechir Chavshus. I, I, I already created angels. That's not you. Right, maybe he'll be, I don't need another Chanoch. Right, Chanoch did it. Did Chanoch succeed? He perfected himself? Question. Also in the parsha, but that's why Hashem said, "Eat from the trees." Even though it was Gan Eden, right? How physical were those trees, right? It was Gan Eden, but still, it was more physical than whatever he got in heaven, right? And therefore, that was the that was the avoda. That was the avoda. And Adam failed. It's unbelievable. Adam failed by what? He wanted more Chachma. No, right now is not the time to get Chachma. Now that your purpose is to focus, to create a connection of the beings that you will be the first of to the physical world. So it's not time for more Chachma, which is a spiritual entity. Now, now that we're in the physical world, it's the opposite. We have to try to be Kona Chachma to be able to become more spiritual. We have enough physicality. We're not, we're not going to be confused by that. But that's, that was the avoda. That was the avoda of Adam. Line 16. We can't fo- fo- uh, imagine through our physical intellect how hard it must have been for Adam to eat. He was created by Hashem. He wants to be a malach. What would Adam be down here for? But for this, dirt and trees and fruit... He was naturally much closer to heaven. Right? And therefore, it would be, right? Imagine if Hashem tells us to be a malach. It's going to be uncomfortable. How are we going to be a malach? Not going to eat anything, not going to drink. So with him, it was the opposite. And therefore, explains the... Limudinis, and that was the, that was the chait. He was doing, he was going against the, the tzivui and the plan of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It doesn't matter if it's like the opposite of spirituality, but that's not what this calls for right now. Right? That's what the, um, you might say, on the days that the Gemara says, everybody needs the, uh, says that you need lachem on three days a year. Right? Purim and Shabbos, Erev Yom Kippur. Right? So the, <laughs> the Shavuos, Never keep us afterwards, but um, I oh, no, I want to fast. I want to be very spiritual. Hashem doesn't want you to fast today, right? Hashem wants you to be involved in the in the world. So that's the limudin nisan, two pshatim in the eitz hadas, and the pshat of Adam. Okay. Next, one more thought on the parsha, and then we'll try to squeeze in one thought on the this time of year. So if you look in Rebluma's Vayik Sefer, if it's on the the last one here on Bracious, he discusses two of the sins in this parsha. Two of the sins in this parsha. 
Right? Adam, Harishon, and Kayan. And then next week we have more. Adam, Harishon, and Kayan. So you think about these two sins, you the one that doesn't have to do with the other. Two separate sins. Right? Eitzadas and Kayan was jealous. Right? What's the, uh, what is the connection between the two? It says in Blumenzweig, they're opposites. They're opposites. Without going too deep into it, Kashur, he's following now the more common uh, path of understanding, not what we just saw in the Limud Nisan, but almost everyone else says, Adam somehow failed, and Chava failed, because they were following their taifa. Right? That's what the, the Psukim say. Right? They, they followed their eyes. Right, what does it say when they uh, had a, a, a what, what's the lashon? Vatera isha kitova it lamachov chisa avahu leenayim a taiva. The nechmar eis lahaskil vatikah bevayi vatocha vachulu. So the pashas is that it's a sin of taiva, some desire for the tree. Kashul alichaz adam achar tabosav adam mispatev v'nimshach klape mata lo arash poas hanochash. Taiva pulls us down whatever we are desirous of. It's our animalistic tendencies that are pulling us down. The hate of Cain is just the opposite. Cain thought he was God's gift to the world. Cain lifted himself up. This is my place. This is this is my animal. Pushing everybody else down. Not myself going down, but lifting myself up above everybody else. And ultimately, the ultimate lifting a person up and pushing another person down is, is Ritzicha. When a person eats, when Adam ate from the tree, ma'abid hu es ma'alasoha el He lost his high standing, and he lost therefore his own self. Es ishiuto es ma'alasoha yichudid es makoma mashmoti bebriya ka'adam. When Hashem says, Ayeka, where are you? Adam, you have fallen. Adam, you have fallen. Hey, Chanata, you've lost your yichudiyut. You gave in and you fell. Kayan, next column. He's the opposite. He gave himself so much. He focused so much on himself. He's the only one. He's the most important. Right, Adam, I'm a nothing. I'm just going to give in to my tithes. Kain, I'm everything. I'm the man. Nobody else is the man. Fascinating. Rav Lumenzweig points out. What was Adam asked? Where are you? What did Hashem ask Kain? Where's your brother? Where's your brother? I know where you are. You're right. You're trying. You're lifting yourself up. I don't have to focus. We know exactly where you're putting yourself, Kayan. But where's your brother? Where's your brother? That's the chait. When we let ourselves fall too much, 
when we lift ourselves too much, especially at the expense of others. Who gives you the schus to do this? And then he says, these two are really at the root of two of our major midos raos that cause so many of our sins. Taiva and kas. Taiva and kas. Taiva pulls us down. Kas is a reflection that we're lifting ourselves up too much. Right? Because I'm in the center. I'm me. And that's the root. Adam and Kayin. These two sins, he explains, lead to Taiva and Kas. Again, I don't have time to go through the continuation, but that's his uh, beautiful thought. And he continues and relates it to, uh, to our lives. Just to quickly, one final thought as we are Acharei Achagim, as it's said in this country. We are after the Chagim, and now we have seven, not six. We have seven months until the next Chag. I mean, we have uh, two uh, rabbinic holidays before that, the Ezus Hashem, but seven months till Pesach. So how do we, what do we take with us? How can we take it with us? So I think I mentioned this on Shabbos, but um, we know the Chazal tells us, Shmini Atzeres, Kasha Lai Pedaschem, HaKadosh Baruch who says, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to leave. Kasha Lai Pedaschem. And the Mepharshim ask, so how does one extra day help? Doesn't that cause more separation anxiety? And the marshal given when a, a parent drops off a child at kindergarten or in Gan, right, the, uh, the Ganetit says, leave quickly. Don't do it slowly. The slower it is, the more painful it is. Don't wave. Don't give kisses. Just go. Just go. That's the best for the child. Right? The slower it is, the more drawn out it is. So, why does that make it better? Why does that make it better? So, Rav Asher Weiss here in the, in the Masichas and Moadim gives the mashal that other Bali Muster also give, mashal in source 10, family went to visit their father, it's a very hard journey, they finally get there, they traveled over mountains and valleys and rivers, and they finally get to their father's house. A simcha is a gdola amazing simcha. They're there for a while, and then it's time to go. And the children's like, don't want to go. And the father says, it's even more painful for me because I'm going to be alone. But I have an idea. I have an idea. Go build an apartment extension on your house so I could come with you. So then we don't have to say goodbye. I'll come with you. That's Shmini Yatzeris. Shmini Yatzeris in Zimchas Torah is the holiday that there are no Maisa Mitzvos. There's no Maisa Mitzvos. Right after so many, right after Shofar and Inu and Sukkis and Dalad Minim and you go to Shul Shmini Yatzeris, we feel like we're forgetting something. And we go, because it's just us and HaKadosh Baruch because it's a day to create a connection that we can bring Hashem with us. See, even though now we are a day or two out of Shemini Yatzeres Simchas Torah, the uh, the aura is still there. Even halachically, they talk about you know if you if you forget Avdala from Shabbos, you can make it through Tuesday. We know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. What about if you get Avdala from Yantif? How long do you have? How long do you have? Do you have like halfway to Shabbos? Whenever the Yantif is, it's a question in the Rishonim. How long do you have? You have one day, right? Do you have not even? But uh, <laughs> either way, we're still within the zone. We're not saying Tachnon yet, right? So we're still uh, we're still feeling it. Uh, somewhat, so we have to make sure that we take a Kaddish Baruch with us, take it with us through Cheshvan and Kislev and the months ahead, Be'ez Hashem, and the best way to take it with us 
is to learn and to study together, Baruch Hashem, as we have had this chus, of restarting again a new cycle here in Abrasia's Tavshin Pei Beis. Baruch Hashem, we should be Zoha to learn a lot of Torah together this year and for many years. We'll stop here.